Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast, where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, go through some honorable mentions and some other odds and ends to have a nice little video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me, as always, is Ray. What's going on, everybody? Today's guest, I'm really excited because we have a little bit of a different podcast, different show tonight. If you listened to the stream, or the Party Night stream, the first, the second week when I was on, we had some background music on it, all the music, the background music, the starting music, the in-between music has been graciously provided by Caster Garden, known as Destroyed a Grave, but you can find them at Caster Garden. If you go to c3.gg slash Caster Garden, it will send you straight to his Spotify page. And he is, he's the man behind all the music, the man behind, thank you, Joel. Caster Garden, how are you doing today? I, I'm doing fantastic. I actually feel bad I haven't stayed up late enough to watch those streams, but thank you. Uh, thank you for, for having me on. I mean, we're excited to have you here. I'm, I'm super excited for this, and I, I haven't totally said why, and I'm going to get into it as we go through the show, but I've really been looking forward to this episode in particular. So have I. we're going to get into this, the first game on the list, and we're, we're talking about kind of the music and games and games that have influenced you and your music. Mm. And we're going to start with Halo 2. Yes. And so before we get into the game, I just want to ask kind of a general question. So, what, so you know, you're here on Channel 3, mm. which is you know, the website for gaming. Um, and you've shared music with us and how it kind of you know, intersects with gaming. How did those two worlds kind of come together for you? The whole gaming and music world? Because you could tell in your music that they, they're together. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for a very for a very long time, I wanted to be a video game composer in some sort of fashion. Just wanted to be a musician. But yeah, games have been in my life for a long time you now. Since ugh, I, I want to say the exact age, maybe want to say like seven, I really got into games. You know, but I've been into music since I was like five, maybe four or five years old with violin and all that. So they've been both things have been very important in my life. But as we get into Halo 2, I won't speak too much into it. I think that's where I found that there was this interconnection of music and games. And I, and I think those two loves of mine where I love video games, I love the worlds of video games, I love the building of it and the anticipation of video games. And also the same thing with music, the, the world building, the anticipation, the emotions behind music, both things can come together. And there's a lot of influence between video games and music for me, so I I like to just marry the two. Uh, especially you'll you'll definitely hear from my new EP, you know, controllers and cartridges. I I think the title speaks for itself that I make these two loves come together. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So let's get into Halo Two here. It is yes. you know it was voted Rolling Stone Magazine best original video game soundtrack one one and two. It wins it both times. Probably one of the more recognizable. Uh, theme songs from a video game. I mean, outside of kind of like the older, uh, maybe like uh, Tetris music or Mario, that theme oh, yeah. song that everyone knows. But this one's different. I tried my best looking up facts is that it kind of introduced a whole nonlinear uh, music in games where the music follows what's actually happening in game. It's not just kind of this repeating track. Mm-hmm. So yeah. right, let's start with that. Is that something... I, I used to, it's something you must notice when you're playing games, especially something like Halo 2. Halo 2 is very special to me because, again, I've, I've been playing games since say, a young child. Halo 2 came out when I was 13 years old, and that was very formative for me because I didn't play the first Halo. I started with Halo 2, 
And when it came out at 13, um, man, that opened my eyes to what music can do in games. Like, that's what, like, blew my mind. It was just like, oh, my God, we can actually make something that's meaningful in, in a video game. Uh, not only just with the music, but the gameplay, the, uh, the storyline of Halo 2. Like, that's what really kind of, like, cemented me. Like, oh, I'm a gamer now. Like, that, that's, that's just my identity. Like, I'm a gamer now. Um, yeah, no, Halo, which was Halo 2, it, all the Halos are composed by Martin O'Donnell, which a uh, fun little factoid about, especially the theme music behind Halo, uh, the, oh, 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 the, the choir, the, the, one of the most iconic sounds in the Halo franchise. Uh, he wrote that in his car on his way to work. Like literally just like everybody's like, oh my God, like that's, that's so crazy. It's so cool. It must have taken him days. No, he literally just wrote it on the way to work, just driving to work. It's just insanity. But yeah, it, there's just a lot of iconic sounds. Like, like you said, nonlinear where you're talking about the guitar sounds that are just really pushing things forward, which is what inspired me to do Star Commander on the newest EP, have that guitar in there. There's something about that electric guitar feel that really pushes the narrative forward. And I'm just like, I want that in Star Commander. Like, there's something about it that just kind of makes it sound unique and uh, earth tone, but also um, spacey, erythial. I don't know what the word is. Yeah, no, Halo 2 soundtrack is just iconic, forward moving, emotion driving. And it's, it, was a, it was a game changer in new game music at the time. Yeah. So when you're playing games, are you more into the story solo player version of the game or you know, did you get into the multiplayer too? Oh no, single player all the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm very much I know it's like surprising to hear, but I'm so much of an introvert where I'm very much a people uh, people person. I'm a golden retriever when you meet me, but holy cow, am I such an introvert? Like if I meet I love to meet people, but more than ten, I'm like no more. I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, the term the term is ambivert for us. <laughs> I can I can yeah I I can use that one ambivert yeah no it's um yeah no I always loved the single player but and my internet wasn't always good growing up so I didn't really rely on multiplayer so I didn't get in multiplayer until college honestly so like I played Team Fortress two growing mm -hmm. up but no I was always that single player guy never on the internet. All right, so let, then let's let's focus back on, on what you brought up, the whole guitar, because that was kind of your connection from Halo to the to the music you're putting out now. What is it about the guitar? Because I'm I'm with you. When I whenever there's a boss battle or something comes up, you're right. There's there's a guitar playing telling you to go forward. Yes. What, what why is that? Why why is the guitar and kind of that rock and roll like why why does that make people think, okay, it's time to go? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I think it's because we've grew up in especially okay, I'm gonna go philosophy wise, right? So in a way of um how a lot of songs use the same four chords, right? We go to Let It Be to a lot of Ed Sheeran songs. They use oh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Ed Sheeran <laughs> does it. He's very open about it. Yes. Uh but yeah, it's that comfort of uh G C E D. I want to say the four chords. I'm stupid, <laughs> but it's uh, you, you listen, yeah. again. You're rolling with that. We're just sitting here. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You're stuff like, oh, yeah. Okay. But that's the thing. You vibe with those pop tunes, right? Like everybody does it. There's a super tonic, right? That I, that I could get into, but I'll bore you with, but it's the familiarity 
of those four chords that make you really vibe with those pop songs is that sense of familiarity. Going back to your question of why is it the guitar, I think especially gamers, you grew up in the 80s. You know, you grew up in that time of like really hair metal was its thing, right? That really pushed you forward. That was a very prime example of um, music that pumps you up because the 80s, it was, it was all about the hair metal. Um, flash forward into like, going into the 2000s, the late 90s, you're familiar, you're comfortable with that tone of the guitar to push you forward, that mentality. I think it's because of 80s kids growing up that you got to hear a guitar and it's like, oh, that's, that's that mind trick of like, oh, let's go, let's freaking go. I don't think there's an innate, like inevitable answer to why the guitar pushes you forward, but I think it's that familiarity, just like with the four chords, in pop music, I think electric guitar was driven into our heads like this is what's going to push the narrative forward, uh, both in music and video games. Right, Does that make a, any sense? Well, I, I say I have a simpler answer because see, I, I wandered into IMDb looking for some uh, some stuff, and right, and right <laughs> didn't see the facts on there because what they did was they originally tested a different sound for the Halo Two soundtrack, but it was just two Budweiser cans cracking and an eagle screech, and they didn't think that would work as well with the international audiences, so they just <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think they they tried that for you know pre production mid production but you know they said Martin Marty can we call you Marty how about lose the cans of PBR a little too American up, <laughs> well it's well it's a little too American let let's pick up the pace with uh, some uh, Gibson guitars here I, I I that's that's my theory I don't know if I'm right or not it sounds good to me yeah yeah. I'm usually right. <laughs> I'll ask. I'll ask one more thing for Halo Two because uh, you know you had that Gregorian chant it, again, a th- almost a throwaway idea, right? To just like in the car, wrote it, and then and it becomes just this sound. I mean, you you get these funny videos of like uh, like high school kids in a bathroom, like, yeah. like singing it because it echoes in the bathroom and does all that. Do you ever? Do you ever look to put kind of like, like these kind of like out there sounds into your music? Like it almost doesn't fit, but you it goes in and it's, it's just yeah. adds a layer to it. You know what? I was actually um, it's funny before I started Cast a Garden, um, I had a project called uh, Adam Evolts, which is just my name. And I put in a um, it, it was uh, an EP called The Essence of Life. And it was a story about this space mission going out there and um it, it has a lot to do with depression and anxiety and um kylie brown was in it so that was cool of her but in one track called infelicity i put in this weird ethereal kind of spacey kind of sound i wanted people to feel anxious listening to infelicity and i even put in some weird uh radio signals of of seeking for help in it and I even had Marcus, uh, who is the voice behind Boss Battle. Um, Marcus is on all of my projects, but I had him do some deep breathing, panic attack breathings, and I stretched it out even more so. I wanted something weird and anxious sounding. And even after that, before, right before I started Cast a Garden, I was developing the full-length album for Adam Evolt, and it was getting weird. Like It was getting like really deep and... Um, angsty i want to get but I, I just really felt drawn to just very happy music and i was like i want to be silly i gotta want to do like weird cinematic stuff but to answer your question uh yes in fact the one track i was developing i had a phone call uh coming in 
and it had almost like a Ludwig Göransson kind of sound to it. Uh, if you don't know Ludwig Göransson, uh, Tenant, Red, he did the soundtrack to Community. He also developed Mandalorian. Billy Island. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Yep. So that kind of sounds. So, but yeah, that 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 went on hiatus, real hardcore. But yeah, that's mostly for the Adam Evil project. Yeah. All right, on to game two, Oxenfree, composed yes. by. Uh, well, I'll go with Andrew Rorman to start, but that's a much more boring response because when you when you look up uh, scientific, you, you find out he was American scientific, but had to had to lose that name for you know obvious yes. reasons with the other American scientific lost out to that, but. Really had to go with something else because he just looks like Middle America's dad. If you just yeah. look at his IMDb, he's pictures. very private too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Un- understandably there. But um, this was his. Well, hang on, I, I got to get something out of the way first here because this one, this is going to be good for Ray. So while while looking up his history, because again, I want to take a little different approach for this. And you know, Oxen Freeze yeah. out there. If anybody hasn't played it and has a Netflix account, it's actually free with your Netflix account. You've got it tied in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fun yeah. fact about this guy. His most important credit. Do you know what his most important credit is? Uh, it's the most important. Um, didn't he write music for a museum in Seattle? Maybe he did, but that's not his most important credit. His most important credit is the sound design for the Xbox 360. Yes. Oh, why did <laughs> I forget that? Before, yeah, before he, that. he got into video game soundtracks, he did the sound design uh, for this. You know, he, he had some indie bands up in Seattle and, and some different projects mm-hmm. and whatnot, but I, that was the part that cracked me up as I'm, I'm looking through his history, just kind of trying to understand it. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. This is this is gold right here. Yeah, dude. It, it's wild. Um, it, It's wild to think about. In fact, um, another little factoid going back to Halo 2, Martin O'Donnell. Here's another little factoid. Uh, he wrote the um, jingles for the Flintstone Spider-Mans. That That's one Martin of those uh, Michael Bolton. Like who was the he who wrote the band aids like all these jingles or was it him or somebody else yeah, like that that like the, yes, all these all state right. jingles like, and State Farm and all that's like one of one of the old seventies composer types. Uh, it's that, like one of those things like you didn't think about like who yeah. wrote it, but yeah, it's just someone yeah. you like seventy five of them all come to the same guy. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to say it's Michael Bolton, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So so oxen free. Uh, sorry for sorry for the little sidebar there. So, uh, w- which came first? Was this the the music or the game? Oh, uh, the game came first, and um, the music on this one really. When I say like all all these games that I listed here influenced my sound, I think Oxen Free really influenced my sound the most out of everything. And I think you can kind of hear it uh, going back to even my old Castigar and stuff. I had the same kind of beats, the same kind of. Um, like pattern of of chord progression, almost. I'm not saying like I'm the same. Oh, I'm the god of video game music, like scientific. But like, I I definitely think that Oxen Free really pushed me forward. Um, uh, you know, a little backstory on me is that I actually gave up music in most of my 20s, like about 21 to 28 or 29. I gave it up. Like I just like didn't want anything to do with it. I was doing something else. I was a youth pastor for 10 years, so um. Didn't really pick it up, but when I played Oxen Free, I think starting to something click in 2016, 2017. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Like, why, why did I drop music altogether? And I started to like play a little p- uh, keyboard again because of the music of Oxen Free. But I was playing it, and I think this is what really pushed me forward to get back into music. Uh, and you can really hear the influence in a lot of Cast the Garden stuff 
in, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm right or not. No, you know, I, I actually will agree with that because I, you know, I was joking. I, I sent Ray a message as we were divvying up the games. I said, I'm going to be spending most of the day with uh, one ear listening to uh, some of these soundtracks that I, I kind of get a kind of get a vibe for yeah. this thing. And this is what I'm like, okay, I could, I could see this one. This is, uh, there's, yeah. there's, uh, I, this was one thing I've got to go through my, my amateur and, and we were joking before and you know, before we started recording that we'll probably end up at the end here that the, uh, the musical talent here is me banging a couple of coconuts together and maybe I can get a rhythm, uh, but uh, outside of previously aforementioned rock band games. So maybe you probably need to have colors on the coconuts and, uh, a beat oh, coming sure. at me in that direction, I can make it work. But I, you know, I've, got, I've got, like, uh, I've got like five different gameplay videos open. I was, I was listening and didn't, and didn't watch. I didn't watch any gameplay. I was just listening to everything that was happening. Yeah, I, I will say this was a very like this was very full sounding to me. Is the first thing I'm going to say. I, I wrote I wrote down some words. Cavernous was the second word. It was kind of like an an oral an oral Rorschach test for myself. That there was yes. a, a lot more of like an and it, and it fits with the vibe of the game for this one, so there, there's so, like yeah. there's that and then just like the uh, the the synth like piece that. of this is not overwhelming, you know. There's there's yeah. some stuff that's out there that like I think Stranger Things broke everybody for a while because they did they they they, they, they <laughs> went agree. they went a few degrees past what would normally be acceptable amounts of synth after mm. 1989, but made it work. Yeah, and 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 again with with Oxenfree. It's just kind of in there because there's there's it's not uneasiness because we'll talk about uneasiness when we get to honorable mentions, but this yes. one just has like there there's a degree of the uneasiness with it, but it's also not like unnerving or or I don't know what the word I'm looking for is there, but like yeah that that's kind of the vibes yeah. I took away from this one. Uh, it's funny because if you watch the um, making of Oxenfree. Uh, one, the 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 game directors who are former Telltale workers, uh, the game directors of Oxenfree of Night School Studios, they were looking for a composer. and knew Andrew uh, Scientific. They knew him from like another, like I think they went to high school or college together. I I can't remember. They knew the guy, and they're like, "Well, we need a composer." Hey, is Andrew still doing music? They they were just like, "Is he still doing music?" And they called him up, and. They they invited him to the studio and said, "Hey, this is the game. Uh, do you think you can make something?" He played like maybe two or three hours of the game. He's like, "I got this," and just went on his way and came out with the Oxenfree soundtrack. Um, yeah, no, he he fit the vibe. He knew what he was doing, and a lot of the game. I might be going off the track of your original question here. Have but, I, I, yeah, don't don't worry about. It. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Yeah, no, it's um. What's really interesting about his sound design, like you said, it's a lot more analog rather than synthetic. Um, there are a lot of really good instruments here, but all those radio sounds that you hear, even in the music, all those radio sounds, he actually picked up real historical World War II radios and recorded the audio from them. Like He didn't get any like sound splices on the internet. He picked up real radios and just started messing with them and made music from the radios, which is absolutely insanity. So like you'll see his basement and it's just filled with like toys. It, it's, it's wild to think about, but he's very much into like the real depth of the sound and like trying to make something real. And even so when he was writing it, each character has their own melody. So whenever a character comes up, uh, they have their own uh, set of keys. They have their own kind of feel. 
unsettledness so that you kind of get this hint of like, oh, Jonas is coming up. Oh, uh, Nona's coming up. But yeah, no, he really did a lot of work uh, with not a lot of knowledge of the game, which is wild to think about. There's a lot to be said for that because you look at, again, sorry, Ray, for, for movie corner here. But there's there's something to be said for the original sound design where you're not using canned sounds from a library somewhere else. And like Lucasfilm was always big on that. Like you can't use their yeah. blaster sound. You can't use their lightsaber sound. Like those yeah. those sounds you are not allowed to use. And here we are, you know, forty six years later, forty seven yeah, forty six yeah. years later, and we're like, okay, that that is distinctly belonging to this as opposed to, you know, if you use that that canned radio tuner sound that came from something else. You're going to think of some, you know, some Netflix show or something like that, that used the same canned sound mm-hmm. that no, no, you're out, you're taking out of the oxen free world as opposed to like, there's a, there's a, is, is synesthesia the right word where you're like, you've got the, the yeah, visual and the audio really. really matching up with this thing too. There's something, there's something to that, that like those original sounds let you just stay in the game and not get pulled out of it too. Yeah, I wish I had the time and the resources to really get that setting. Uh, if you ever listen to my music and there's like a setting going on, like footsteps or a door opening, that's all like coming from Splice. So those are all sound effects I use from Splice. Uh, not because I'm like, oh, this is the easier route, but working, I'm a line cook in a, in, <laughs> in a restaurant, so I don't have a lot of hours to give. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like setting the tones for something. But if I had the time and the resources in terms of like getting really good audio of, of certain settings, that makes a huge difference to use like the actual sound versus like getting somebody else's sound clip and trying to make it sound good. Um, like I think in boss battle into that, I have swords coming out. I have uh, footsteps, a, a sword pickup and a sheath. Um, I all made them sound fairly good. Uh, but there's it doesn't. Something to it, say. it doesn't take away it from it all. There's a good. There's a good energy to that track. Uh, so there's. Oh, thank you. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't pull away from that. And there's a, again for anybody who uh, who hasn't listened. You were nice enough to send it early to us too, so we got to we got to yeah. got to take a listen to it. But there's a there's a good energy to that. I like how you bring up the boss battle one. That's uh that's got a good yeah uh, energy. That to one it. took obviously the longest to write. That actually took um I want to say five weeks to write and uh to melody out and i'm still not happy with it i'm still just like i don't know i hear it on my phone and i hear like every time it releases i hear it i listen to it on my phone on spotify i'm like ah i put in too many highs relax you're fine relax i guess but yeah no there's something to say that like even even i know that like um if i had an actual sword to like record with there's something different about that. There's something, there's something much more um, unique and um, I don't know, something, something a little bit more powerful behind it rather than just taking off um, like a sound off of splice and trying to make it sound good. It still sounds good. Like I said, I'm, I'm still happy with what I make, but you can hear the difference where scientific uses real world war two radios. And there's something a little bit more analog behind that for sure. Yeah, you say you say that now, and then we're gonna see you go full Dewey Cox and like have twenty seven <laughs> different swords and she. We need more didgeridoos. We need we need more time for oh, the didgeridoos. Oh, trust me. Like I said, when I have the time and the resources, like my wife is not gonna be happy with the amount of just random crap that's gonna be just lining around the house here. Why? So. Why is there a twenty seventh sword coming in here? 
I do not understand. Well, you see, I'm, I'm building the new album, and there's a, there's not necessarily swords in this one, but there might be swords in the second do you, album. Do you, do you hear when you, when you unsheath this sword? Yeah. Like it's it's, it's, it's almost there. It's like one one degree off, but then like well, when you sheath it, it's totally 17. wrong. Yeah, it's sword 17 that really makes the difference here. You got to understand here. Please, please don't leave Wait, me. But maybe if I mix sword 3 and sword 17, yeah, I mix them together. You have to mix them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's 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 move on to game yeah. three and uh, in hue here, which I I yes. am not I am not great with Greek, but I'm going to go with uh, Alcus Livinthos uh, is my best attempt at uh, making any I, semblance I, of something I Greek think. sounding. I think that that's how he pronounce his name. He's also a very private person. He he doesn't really put out a lot of music. He's not really no. Um, Only yeah, IMDb credit of, is this game. Yes. Um, yeah, all the other music is just his own original sound, and it's such a shame. Like this sound, I, I when I say Oxenfree, come like really developed me in my sound. Halo Two is what changed my my perspective of games, and Oxenfree really affected my sound. Uh, Hugh is what set my my tones up to being something simple and powerful. Like it's just very much one instrument maybe a couple instruments here and there but for the most part it's simplicity gives a lot of power behind the music and i think hugh really nails that there's a i this is a game that first of all uh on sale for the switch for 249 right now so that's uh that's a Get pick that. to, to be on the lookout for here but this is not one you pointed out right before we started recording i've, I've got to get added to the library here and is on my to-do list for this evening but uh described as a vibrant award-winning puzzle adventure where you alter the world by changing its background color, which is a weird description. But when you, if you watch just the trailer for this and you listen to the soundtrack, so it's it's really cool because like you'll have a boulder coming at you and you're in a two D environment. The boulder is orange, the background is blue. You pull up a menu and you swap mm-hmm. the you swap the background to orange. The boulder is neutralized. So it's just yes. all the all these puzzles as you're going through the game of you know working your way through, but. They, uh, anyway, so really cool looking game, and, and hey, for two bucks, who can who can argue? Unfortunately, by the time people are going to hear this, because we are recording a few weeks early, I think it sales mm-hmm. over. So we'll have to figure wow. out some way to try to get people to take a look at. But th- th- that's a, a two buck chuck right there is going to get some people's attention for sure. But um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I, I just have to say before we get going, what a time for indie games. We have this, oh, you have this God, thing yeah. of just like good. a so good a, a black background, like it does not look like anything else. There, this is not gameplay that would obviously come up but there's this just full game here uh, that that's yes, out there it doesn't have to conform to like okay we have to we have to stick with a platforming framework no it's just it's just out there but anyway back back to the the main topic of conversation here that it's a very different vibe from oxen free yeah. that has this like ethereal again all, all those pieces a little more i, I want to say uppy because there's some darkness there's some underlying yeah. darkness to this one but it's also got a little bit more of a a little more of a, an upbeat nature to this one. This is one of the, this is a soundtrack. I could see myself just like putting on and not, oh, yeah. and not going into like oxen free on. I'd start, the hair would start going up on the back of my neck, probably at certain points. I'm like, no, I'm not. Cause oxen free has yeah. those points of, of discomfort in the game and discomfort in the soundtrack that are on purpose that the music helps to, to bring out. But mm-hmm. I, again, I have not played this one. I've only, I only spent some time listening to this, to the soundtrack itself. And oh yeah, that's kind of, no, but that's, that's how I got an Ori, which uh, I'm sure Ray will, Ray has got a, an entire uh, monologue prepared for why Ori's not on our list today, but we're going to, we'll come back to that another time. But uh, yeah, but anyway, Ori so- <laughs> is another one. Yeah. But 
No, like the the thing about Hugh is that okay, this is going to sound weird, but when you listen to the soundtrack, you can smell the dust on the piano. Like that's how like real this feels, you know? Like you can smell that basement piano and like the comfort behind it. It, it it's just it's a little it, it it gets you in a mood, but also brings you comfort at the same same time. It's 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 a very unique soundtrack, and I wish he did more than that, but. So far, it is. It's that's a, that's his only IMDb credit. So, so did you? So you've played through this game. How did you find this game first of all? Because that's that's the other thing with some of these indie games. I'm just like, how do people find this stuff? Is you know, I don't remember how I found it. I want. It's say like a like feral a cat. It just wandered it. into your backyard. Like, oh, I guess I have this game now. It's like, it was. I remember. I I, I started playing it. Like when did this come out? Twenty seventeen, something around. Yeah, so it's around there. Again, I'll get yeah, in the I library. Remember, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I remember I played it pretty, um, recently. Like once it, once it released, I, I think, I, I think, I think, um, a YouTuber was playing it. I can't even remember which one, but I remember someone playing it or somebody telling me about it. I was like, I'll pick it up, and man, I was just in awe of like. Or maybe I don't know. I really don't know how it how it came into my life, but I remember just being like amazed by the gameplay. I played this through this game at least ten times, at least, um, just because the puzzles and the music and the the setting, all uh, the colors you can do. It, it's just a really well functioning game. Uh, the narrative is just very smooth and comforting, but also giving you a challenge with the puzzles. But again, it, it all comes down to the music. I remember there was one day where I just turned on the game, just the menu music, and I just let that music play in the background. Just the menu music, I can listen to 10 hours straight. I don't know what it is. It's just very much just a nice, comforting vibe to it. My, my only yeah, running theory is Bono dropped this onto your PlayStation. That's just, It just appeared one day like that U2 album did. Yeah, yeah. Do, you have a, do you have a menu song that you, that you can listen to, Dan? Could you think of a menu song that you go Ooh. to? That's a good I, question. Because I can. You could, uh, just the fact you said Menu Song, it came up. For, for me, it's uh, Dearly Beloved, the, the Menu Song for Kingdom Hearts games. Yes. That's, okay, that's, 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 that's a hard one. Yeah. That's my, men, that's my Menu Song. Yeah. I need to look. I, I know I've got one. Uh, we, got a, we got a quest coming up. Hang on. I got I to gotta do the math and figure <laughs> out the day this releases. Get menu Song. That, Make a note for myself here. It's not like I have a bunch of Menu Songs in my head. It's, that's just the one you said. Menu song, I think. Um, Dear the beloved. Yeah, if you I think if you, ask me, if you ask me again, like what's another one you would listen to? I I don't know off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the Madden Twenty Four menu. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> um, no, but this one I I literally have put on in the background. I just turn on the game and I just want this menu music just being playing in the background over and over again. Um. Yeah, this one is just very special to me. It's just the simplicity of it and the power behind it. It reminds me a lot of a Grease's soundtrack, where there's a lot of simplicity but power behind it. Uh, and I like that. And I think Hugh Hugh's music really taught me a lesson in a way of just like you can be simple and not have a thousand different instruments playing and just have a lot of power behind it. Um, but it taught me a lot of lessons about that kind of sound. Ray, you know how to say it now. He snuck it in there for you. Well, I, I learned. I, let me tell you, I was, I was always, I was oh, so annoyed with myself. I played the whole game. I played you know, through the whole thing, loved it, 
And then afterwards realized, no, no, I, I called it Greece too, but it, it didn't occur to me that it was just gray in Spanish. Like the, yeah. the, game, the game is, <laughs> the game you is know, in Spanish and it just didn't hit me as I was playing it. You know, what's funny is that, um, you know, who corrected me? I called it Gris. You want to know who corrected me? Who corrected you on that one there? Mr. Laugh at Brian, Brian McGinnis. He's the one that corrected me. He's like, why are you calling That's it his Gris? That's his game. That's his game. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who turned me on to it. He, back he in the spread day. that infection. Yeah, 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 me too. I loved it. It was a beautiful game. Yeah, and he's like, it's called Greece. I'm like, sorry, Brian, don't shoot me now. But <laughs> no, he brought yeah, me back he, to high school Spanish. Now that you pointed that out, thanks. It's yeah. Greece. <laughs> I was like, like, I don't know a lick of Spanish, so just like I was like, oh, Greece. It's like it's Greece. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I played, and once I knew it, I was like, oh yeah, colors yeah. the whole game, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, Duh. yeah. I would put Hugh and Grace's soundtrack in the same perspective for me in terms of teaching me what lesson it is. Just the simplicity of power, or power of simplicity, mm-hmm. however you want to put it. You know. Yep. Hey, it's Dan here with a fresh ad break to let you know that one of our own. They go by Destroy the Grave on Channel Three GG, but they are known professionally when they record as Caster Garden. Caster Garden dropping a new recording. Controllers and cartridges coming to Spotify September 30th. You go to c3.gg slash castergarden. It will take you directly to their Spotify page. Not only will you hear their wide range of music, some smooth, some relaxing, some with a little extra intensity, but you'll hear guest spots from users like UXorcist and the founder himself, Joel Willis. Go ahead, make sure you head to c3.gg slash castergarden and listen to the new recording, Controllers and Cartridges. Six, six fresh tracks ready to go. And again, guest spots from fellow Channel 3 users. Check it out. The c3.gg slash castergarden. All right, so we finished the top three. We're going to go to the honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, and the first, I'm going to say t- 10 years ago, I don't buy any of these indie games. So, oh, so, yeah. Something has happened in yeah. the last decade where like, I'm looking. I, I'm going out of yeah. my way looking for indie games because these small studios are killing it. I mean, one studio that you know, almost can't call them so small anymore, but Hades is, was, is from an independent studio. And yes, yes. And man, that gave us... I don't know how they get. Amazing. I don't know how they call themselves an independent studio. Just so we're clear, they they have no I, right I, to call. Them, they they have no. They have no right to call themselves that. They're just not a. Video, they're, they're not an existing video game studio. They just don't get to say that though. So, well, it's super giant games. They're, they're they have, double A now. Yeah, they they get enough there. They have they have six games now. Oh, five. Yeah. They got five games. Yeah, they're now, they're so. out there now. They're out there I now for like, sure. It's a good time to be an indie game. And I, I was even going to say, I hope that bleeds into indie artists like musicians uh, mm-hmm. because me and Weathering Grains, who's also on um, uh, Channel 3, we're both indie artists. We're, we're not on labels or anything. I never planned to be on a label because labels just screw artists. But yeah, I, I like the times to be alive for for indie games, uh, These these just not known studios i really hope like people are just like oh man i really want to find some indie musicians uh such as weathering grains cute to episode five yeah yes (laughs) um no yeah that's 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 definitely a true thing though like a lot of indie even indie movies are are incredible but there's a lot of heart behind them and indie games too yeah so we move on honorable mentions list first one plague tale innocence Yes. Composed by I'm gonna do my best Olivier Derivier. It's French. He is French. Yes. I know that much. I believe that is how you pronounce it. I I will say this. It's <clears> in my honorable <throat> mentions, 
but he's honestly my favorite game composer of all time, like straight up. Like, well, I, yeah, I found it funny because I'm listening to the music and watching some gameplay of Plague Tale, and then going, you know, I went to Wikipedia set, and known for not this game, known for Streets of Rage Four. That was yeah. like the game that showed up, and I'm like, that's crazy. How could this be so different? And I listened to it. I was like, oh, they. It's the same thing. It's kind of yeah. it's just an upbeat version, but he's doing the same exact thing in both games. He's got a style, but yeah. it translates to so many different games. He also did a game called uh, The Council, which is if you listen to music from The Council, what a trip! Like, okay, playing the game The Council. I know we're going on a different game here, but if you ever play The Council, what a trip and a half that story is, and the music is just such a trip, but. But specifically, getting back on this, I don't want to even sidetrack, but yeah, getting back on Plague Tale Innocence, specifically Innocence, I, I did like Requiem's soundtrack, but there's something deep and um, threatening, I want to say, about Innocence that, that that gives a sort of like lost kind of feel. And that's why I always say Olivier's my favorite composer, is that, yeah, he, he really gets that feel in of just like... Um, the setting, the time setting, the feeling, the emotion, uh, getting real musicians into it. Uh, real musicians, unlike myself, I'm not real. <laughs> but yeah, he gets these like really good artists to like really master this craft, like the lutes and the cellos. And it's just very good in this. But the only reason why this is in my honorable rather than my top three is that like I, I don't really think I have Olivier's feel you know i just very much appreciate him as an artist rather than something that influenced me as a musician but yeah olivier is like a, a god tier in terms of gameplay and well, uh, music well you picked another one where I, I i kept looking at the awards and all these games you picked another one where sound design won yes won, once again um yes. and this was in 2020 they won the sound design for this game here and you said the game the music feels like you're lost and it's very funny because Kind of the whole game is if if they see you, you lose. Yeah, like you you can't fight. It's your it's anxiety driven the whole time. It says a puzzle adventure, but it's puzzle and you're you're sneaking around. Yeah, everything. Yeah. It's a it's a puzzle of the eyes, I guess you right. might say. Yeah. No, this it's, game. Um, this game's always looked too depressing to <laughs> to me. Oh, listen to the music. If you think the game looks depressing, the music it sounds depressing. It's. That's what I mean, where it's just like, I don't think he influenced my sound, but I appreciate Olivier, like really putting all of his style in. He's very open on Twitter or X, the whatever you want to call it. Soon to be on Channel 3, I hope, if Olivier gets on Channel 3. Uh, he's very much open about like, he hates when other musicians don't call him a real composer because he's never worked with movies or orchestra. He's like, I've worked with the London Symphony Orchestra. I've worked with respected mandolinists. You know, like he is a real composer and he wants to give that kind of vibe to other musicians that like, doesn't matter if you're making music, you're a real artist. And I'm, I very much appreciate him. And my favorite soundtrack he ever do did or does, I don't know is Plague Tale Innocence. I think that one really just made, made it feel depressing and made it feel like the game was alive, you know? Well, again, you, you, when you're picking these games, I, I'm listening to it and I, and I was thinking of Halo just because I, I didn't know about the whole... It's the first game that kind of has some music follow the story as opposed to just being adjacent 
to the story. And I mean, and I felt it watching here. It, it picks up to let you know you better hurry up or it's going to trick you to hurry up because yes. you should be anxious about what you're doing right now. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I love what Olivier did with that. Like, you, it made you feel like it. Um, yeah. He, he really put the anxiety in you, you know, with everything he does. Yeah. So, just playing the game itself. Is this a game? Have you played? You played through this whole game? Did you play mm-hmm. through the series? Is it? Is it one? Is it a series that you've really enjoyed? Because obviously, you like these kind of like puzzle kind of looking games. I think Requiem Phil like Requiem. Okay, so really side tangent here between the Innocence and Requiem. Um, it's a lot like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, where Tears of the Kingdom fixes a lot of the combat, a lot of the exploration. I think it fixes a lot. But in both in both metaphors, I'm in the minority where I like the previous game better. <laughs> it's like I I'm on the previous camp of I like Breath of the Wild better in terms of story and the way you explore. I like the innocence where I like the story progression a little bit better and I like the lack of combat. It makes you feel like you you're helpless. Um so in both ways, I think Requiem fixes a lot of what people are frustrated with, but I'm in the minority camp where I say I think Innocence is better. And I, I think that in the way of like, I think Requiem's music is great. I have Requiem on vinyl. Like I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I do like Innocence better. I don't know why. I'm in the minority. I'm I, So don't don't take my word for it. That's funny. That I would... I would think then, if that's how you kind of look at them, that you're gonna you would like the first Ori game more yeah, than the second. I, I did, I did like um, the the first game was uh, what was it called? Will of the Wisps. Blind, for, the Blind game, Forest yeah. was the first one. Blind Forest was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Blind Forest. I did like Blind Forest. Well, better. Blind Forest, simpler yeah. art style. Yes. Um, travel is you have to go out of your way to travel. So yeah. someone, someone's a little bitter about the targets he's been putting together. Yeah, I know. I, I did appreciate I'm, the I'm fact that I have my, to travel. I'm not. I'm not going to go on his podcast and say I have good taste. I'm just saying what I have taste in. No, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny because it's very consistent. You, you know, everything you're saying has been. It's simple, and it does a lot with being simple. You, know, you don't have to overcomplicate it to to make something really I great. Mean, Put it this way, and I know audio listeners won't listen to this, but that uh, keyboard right back there, uh, that's what I make all my music on. Like, I just have one keyboard, and I make all the music from it. Even the guitar sounds on Star Commander, I put a, a sound of a guitar, and I play it on keyboard. I play it on piano. So, like, that's what I make all my music on. It's just, just that keyboard. That's it. So, simplicity is power, man. All right, on to yeah. our second honorable mention, where I've been I've been alluding to this one at various points as I've uh, yes. I've talked about some things. We're in, we're gonna get into this one here. Watch Dogs Two, composed by Hudson Mohawk. However, again, because that that just sounds way cooler than Ross Matthew Burchard, uh, yes. resident of <laughs> resident of Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, much more interesting this way. Uh, Dead Sec, the Watch Dogs Two soundtrack. You're not alone with this one. There's a uh, You've made some posts on Channel 3. Wheezy Batman has also uh, stood yes. up for this particular soundtrack on the site as well, pushing the uh, the tech, the vibe feel. And this is mm-hmm. one that um, I like the first two Watchdog games for sure, but this is not yeah. a soundtrack I can listen to. This is a soundtrack Aww. that is intentionally unnerving. This is a soundtrack that is intentionally... like I feel like it is effective. 
because it's intentionally yeah. doing these things. It's intentionally grading to me. It's not, it's I, an, actually, I feel like it's an artistic choice to me. I actually have the soundtrack on vinyl. Like I actually have it and I listen to it on vinyl all the time. I am in love with this soundtrack because of how, because if you look at Hudson Mohawk, he doesn't really do video. I think this is his only credit on video games. He mostly does experimental club music. That's all he does. And then they brought him on to, uh, to watch dogs too. And it is like you said, it's so unnerving and it's so wacky. And I am, I will say it's in my top three of video game soundtracks of all time. In my opinion, because of just how wild, crazy, technologically advanced it is. It's just, again, why it's in my honorable mentions, not my top three. I don't think you'll ever hear me make music like this, but I appreciate it because it's chaotic and yet organized all at the same time. It's, it's a buggy kind of soundtrack and I love it. I adore this. I adore this one. Yeah, mission, mission again. Mission accomplished. I'm not taking shots at it by any stretch. It's no. it's it's it's, it's just wild, funny though, to hear. It? Yeah, it's it's one that ties in perfectly with the game. And I had yeah. to go back because I'm like, I need to listen to this independent of the game now that you brought this up because in, yeah. in the game, and it was it was a big jump from the first. So the first one was perfectly fine, but I feel like the soundtrack yeah. in the second game was more Made prevalent. It. I yes. don't know. Is that the word? Yeah. Okay. I will say that because the first game, like, okay, so my my theory on if I ever become a game composer, I think that the game should speak for itself. I don't think that video game composers should outshine the video game. I think it needs to meld together. Um, but that that's just my theory. And I, again, we're talking about me, a simple man. But with Hudson, he's like, no, screw that. I'm going to be the star here. And just goes bananas. I don't know who composed the first game. Actually, now that you say it, I'm actually about to look it up. But it's, yeah, like you said, I think the first game, I think it was perfectly fine. It was a good soundtrack. Wow, I there's no playlists. Watch Dogs 1, and it just says various artists. It's weird. But yeah, I think I think the first one kind of melded into the game. But Watch Dogs 2 just took the reins. He's like... I'm going hard on this one. And he did. Hudson Mohawk really did on this one. Well, that's what I'm kind of curious. Cause I, I, like you said, it was tough trying to find something else that he, he did video game. I'm just trying to figure out if he just like, did he just come in that hard regardless of the yeah. project had nothing to do with the, like, it's oh, just, no, he's he just, he just comes in that hard. That's if you listen to his other music, it's bananas. I think he has like what? 17 albums. And it's all like, electronic experimental club music and it's just as wild as you think it is like if you see that the the watchdogs 2 let's put it this way is the most tame of his music he goes insane dude like if you look at the cover art of cry sugar like it's just like some marshmallow men in thongs it's so weird dude but I like that I like that about musicians where they just they they break the mold and they say like no I'm going to make the rules here. I'm going to make my own genre and this is how it's going to be. And I, and I appreciate that so much, dude, that they just make their own path. And I think Hudson does that. he's like, I don't care. I don't care what the rules are. I'm breaking them. Here we are. But he did that for, for the dead sec uh, soundtrack. It was really good. All right. Well, on to your honorable mentions, a couple of games you're looking forward to here. The first one's yeah. going to be a, a switch specific release. It is out already for PC. However, 
will have just come out by the time you're all hearing this. Dave the Diver, and I need your best Dio yeah. when you do it, because I'm, I'm going to infect everyone that I insist they do the uh, the, the Holy Diver. They, they insist they do Dave the Diver! Oh, like that. They gotta, yeah, you got to... Oh. I'm going to have that stuck in everyone's head by the time this is Dave all said. Dave the Diver! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Oh, uh, yeah, no, Dave the Diver. So I played the demo on the Switch. I played for an hour, and I said, I'm sold. Like, I'm straight up, I'm sold. I didn't play this on Steam, but when it was in... I, I knew about it. But then I played on Switch. I, I played the demo on Switch, and I I I uninstalled it. I was like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm sold. Like I'm absolutely sold on this game. Running again. I'm a line cook, so working in restaurants is just what I do now. To go underneath, catch your own sushi, run the restaurant with it. Oh my god, I love the gameplay. I'm in love with this game. When it comes out, don't care about Mario Wonder. Don't care about Spider Man Two. I'm gonna be playing. Going to be playing that one. Excellent delivery. Hey, so I, I have to ask you. So this this was not called out. You know, the, the soundtracks weren't called out for the uh, the uh, future games. But I'll tell you, this is a soundtrack that I don't know how much you listen to. I think you're gonna you're gonna vibe with this one, and this will this will I end did. up on your soundtrack list for sure. I did. I think it's Japanese breakfast, isn't it? I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find out for the life of me. I was trying to find out who did no, the soundtrack. It's not it's not Japanese breakfast. I remember now I, I looked in the credits and it's two it's two people. I think I think they're American too. Like the rest of the team is in Korea, I want to say, or China. I think it's China. Uh, but I believe the composers, there's two composers and they're both in America, I want to say. I did some research on it because I, I did vibe with music. And it's two people, and I can't remember for the life of me what their names are. I just really vibe with the game for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what? It, it's it's interesting. And again, every time you mention the Lion Cook thing, I can you can ask my wife of me smelling like coconut shrimp through my uh, through th- yeah. through many years working in the restaurant that I just I just came home smelling of it in my pores. So. Oh yeah, Liz loved it when uh, my my wife's name is Liz. By the way, Liz loved it when I worked in the Italian joint because I always brought a home risotto. I was the risotto guy too, so I would make the risotto. Not easy, and I would. It's not, but they, I, I did it. I nailed it, and I became the risotto guy, and I always brought home risotto, so she loved it. But, yeah, no, it's it, she she loves the smell of me now. It's it's free cologne, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to follow that up. Yeah, but, but a fun little fun little game, though. You know, like you said, you're, yeah. you're, you've got the diving sim, the fishing sim aspect of it, oh, yeah. and upgrading your equipment. Then you got the restaurant sim side of it, too, that you're just – Building Dave's yeah. Little Empire, and you got the the music vibing with the whole way. Oh, yeah, dude. I love the game. So, yeah, I'm going to be hard on Dave the Diver for a long time. I'm going to replay it. I don't care. Love Dave the Diver. Such a good game. But there's a there's a second game that I'm most anticipated on. And so does- He's doing our segues for us, right? He's taking <laughs> well, over. Sorry. <laughs> second game. The second future game. You you gave us a studio. You f- don't yeah. nod. And I first of all, I thought it was a game. Hit it. I was like, oh no, this is an entire studio. And I saw yeah. there was a game coming out. End of the yeah. end of the month. Jusant is coming out end of the month. And I have all and great music. Great music yeah. in the game. And I thought great. this has to be it. I yeah, I might buy this game myself. It looks so good. Um, but apparently that's not the game we're talking about, right? No. Just gonna throw all these notes away that I have here. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what other game is Don't Nod coming out with? So this is a funny story. So Don't Nod Montreal specifically uh, are 
the two uh, producers of the Life is Strange series, the original Life is Strange, Life is Strange 1 and 2, uh, that is Michelle Coe and Luke Bagadost, which is uh, the two uh, highly creators of Life is Strange. Life is Strange now is in the hands of Deck 9. Um, my opinions on that will stay silence on that. You, but, you're, not, you're not alone in those opinions. Moving on. Yeah. Changing, yeah. changing studios. Yeah. Always, always one. They, uh, Donod said, we're so impressed with your work. We're going to open up a new studio in Montreal. So it's no longer in Paris. They moved them, both of them, to Montreal. And they're making a new IP. And me and my other co-host on StrangeCasts, uh, which is a Life Strange podcast I do, we follow this new IP that they keep hinting at. It looks very much like Life Strange. They, there's some teaser images out to it. Uh, all we know is that there's VHS tapes involved, and there's two playable characters. They've done the mocap, so the mocap is done for it, or like some scenes are done for it, but they're very secretive about it. But it is those two. It is both Michelle Coe and Luke Bagadol that are taking the reins on this. So if you've been missing the original Life is Strange games, Life is Strange 1 and 2, this is the game to keep your eye on. We don't even know the working title. But what me and Adnan, the other co-host, are theorizing is that you're going to see probably a teaser trailer at the Game Awards this year. Hmm. I would say, I'm just I'm looking at Don't Not again, another studio that I've never heard of before and i went on the website and i want to play every single game that they that yes. they have on yeah just played, just from their pictures i played um uh harmony the fall of reverie that's actually a really cool if you're really into um visual novels that's a really good game to play honestly if you if you're into visual novels like coffee talk and um um last uh one night stand i believe this is the game but yeah, Fall uh, Harmony Fall of Reverie is a good one. But yes, more specifically, Don't Know Montreal's new IP. Keep your eyes peeled. That game's going to be a banger for sure. And Wait, I was going to say a second. Hold on, hold on. I was, I was say just go also, also go get Jusant when it comes out in the month. Yes, Jusant, which I, is actually... I, I'm, in, art, I'm in for this one right here, for sure. The art director behind Jusant is uh, the same art director behind Life is Strange. So same kind of um, art direction as that guy. I'm sorry. I'm just looking up Strange Cast Life is Strange fan podcast. Hang yeah, on, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> he, did, he just tossed it. He tossed it in there without. It was just. It was the most subtle plug. We didn't have notes on this one. Yeah, sorry. I I don't really share it on Channel Three. I don't know why. why. Actually, <laughs> oh, that's too bad. I don't now know. Just, now, I'm just now it's shared. I'm just. I'm just building this up now, to the By the time this episode comes out, you will have a trailer here that we will have embedded into this episode somewhere. I know. Yep, it's done. Yeah, no, it's um, it's, it's a, a video game watch. podcast. This is a place for that. I know. Like I said, I'm just building up the confidence for myself in Caster Garden. What's it called uh, again? What's the name of it? It's called Strange, Strange Cast. Cast. Two hyphens. Strange a Life Cast. is Strange fan right? podca podcast hosted by Player One versus the World Creator. Adnan Riaz, yep. forgive me for any yep. mispronunciations there, and mm -hmm. Games and Groceries podcasts, Adam Evol, which oh, is yeah, our, also our guest in question today. I also did another video game podcast called Games and Groceries for a while. And yeah, then so we're seeing. <laughs> we're uncovering mysteries live. It's bad. Yeah, no, it's uh, we actually just interviewed the Deck Nine um, uh, producer, Stefan Frost. So I see. On, on <laughs> Yeah. 
Sorry. You're you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna get a DM from Joel over this one by the time all said. Now, what are you waiting for? Do you want us to set up an account up for the uh, for the podcast? I can set you a separate podcast account up if you want. I know. I should. I really should. I've been telling Adnan about Channel Three a lot, but he is such a British person, dude. He's like, mm, bloody hell! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking it until. I know it's real. I don't know. He's just very stubborn. Well, well, guess what? There's an Apple app in everything as of today. So I know that's it's what I'm in, telling it's him. in the app stores, baby. I actually told Stefan Frost while, while we were uh, making this, I told him about channel three in the show. I was like, you gotta get yourself on channel three. He's like, I'll have to check it out. I was like, check it out sooner. Now, now, now I got to know. Now I got a different direction. I've been, I'm sending my uh, indie uh, developer emails to, there we go. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, He's such a nice guy, dude. Stefan Frost. He's so cool. Um, yeah, no, I do strange cast <laughs> and uh I did games and groceries for a while. Uh Brian McGinnis was a guest on a couple episodes, but yeah, I dropped that to um focus more on music. Yeah. H- hence that connection with Brian you had mentioned previously. That was uh subtly dropped in yeah. there also that I was wondering about. Oh uh, yeah, Brian is such a good dude, man. Like the first time we met uh in Long Island Retro in 2017. Just a just a really nice guy, man. He brought me over to his table at uh, Playable Characters Podcast. He's like, get over here. Get over here. I'm like, oh, hey, man. He's like, do you like podcasts? I was like, yeah. Well, we interview all these guests. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> it's like, but he's such a cool dude. I, man. I like, just I, listened I, to the Soda Papinski episode. You want to hear one that went yeah, all, dude. That was all over? They, were, they got just ripped up by him. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, su- he's such a good comedian, man. Like, such a... Such a um, He's such a kind man, Brian McGinnis. I don't know. I I can't imagine a day without him. But he, good guy. Cheers to Brian McGinnis while he's on here. You know, I, I think that's I think that's it for the uh, Don't Not Studios tour that got derailed at the end there by these. Yeah, you keep dropping these. You just keep dropping these subtle little things, and I'm like, I can't let this one go because I'm like, wait, you have an entire podcast dedicated to this series of games. Did I, did I not tell you that I that I did the sound design for the Sony PlayStation? Like, did I not tell you about that? Yeah, I'm the sound designer behind PlayStation. There you go, Dan. <laughs> He's trying to believe me or not. He's I'm doing. To... I'm doing my. Uh, I'm doing my DiCaprio <laughs> look right now. It's my my DiCaprio Inception look. Hi, I'm Adnan, one of the co-hosts of Strangecast. And I'm the other co-host of Strangecast, Adam. Yes, this is Strangecast, player one versus the world's Life is Strange-centric podcast. We mainly talk about Life is Strange, but we also talk about games from Deck Nine, from Square Enix, from uh, Don't Nod, and we also bring on people from the community of Life is Strange, and also developers, and including voice actors. Uh, many of whom have won awards for their performances. So come check us out on all major platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Come check us out. Strange cast. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on to a quest. A question yeah. from the Channel 3 History Books. Your quest today is what video game system have you done sound design for? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, let's go with this one. We're gonna we're gonna ask you. Pick one Sega Genesis game to recommend. Oh man, can I say Earthborn Gym? Like, cause that's, that's the very first one that comes to mind. Earthborn Gym. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Earthborn Gym, man. I have such fond memories with. Yeah, I had a Sega Genesis growing up uh, at my dad's house. And Earthworm Jim was just a, a wild game with a really good soundtrack. 
I feel like someone mentioned it on this show before. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember who it was, but I'm saying it. Like, I don't care if you said it. I'm saying it now. Earthworm Jim. Let's go. Go go for it. Yeah, like it, it was this whole media blitz at the time, too, for lack of a better way of putting yeah. it. Like, every, like we're, we're putting everything out there. We're doing comics and cartoons and video games. We're doing it all. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. I didn't even mention Golden Axe. Oh man, but no, I'm sticking with it. Earthworm. Gem. No, well, let's, go. I, let's hear about let's hear about Golden X. I want I want to hear about that too. Like what? So because that oh. was your. So the funny thing is, I, I asked because that was your answer on Channel Three originally. Because I always when I'm doing yeah. this, I'm like, I'm always curious. I'm like, I, I, I don't look at two. I don't look at the response for it. So so why one yeah. over the other? Why Golden X? Golden X was just um, it was my first time in like a fancy like I it wasn't really an RPG. It was more of like an action adventure game. And I remember as a kid, I, I played this game and the potions and riding dinosaurs. And again, I was like, I don't know, probably 11 years old, 10 years old. And you're just like also a pretty lady that was on the screen. Like I was like, mm, yeah, the, the barbarian. Yeah, yeah. You get, you get your barbarians. You get your. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I was I was a very young boy and I started to. Um, I have confused I feelings speak, seeing her driving uh, swords and axes through people. Yeah. Like no, mom. I'm I'm just I'm just playing because she's powerful and it's a, it's a good character to play as. No, I it was just a it was my first time into like a fantasy like action adventure game, and I think it changed my perspective on like oh, it's more than just uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Like there can be like really good gameplays, combat, um, uh, different power ups because you also have um altered beast that had the power-ups and the the game adventure sure but like golden axe just hit different i don't know what it was but it just i played it every single weekend i was getting a golden axe or earthworm gym those are those are my jams right there they they oh, were both more Earl. playable than altered beast i know that much like altered altered beast has had a tough aging experience yeah. you could still pick up you could still pick up i mean earthworm gym oh. still a solid platformer but golden axe is just like classic arcade game right there like yeah you can, you i can, can roll pick that up it. all day every day like yeah but yeah um altered beast is it, it's a it's a it's an acquired taste for altered beast for sure but no golden axe straight through i'm gonna make those two earthworm gym and golden axe <laughs> i'm just gonna take advantage of the question there <laughs> go for it yeah and a final question we ask everyone what's been your favorite feature in channel three so far can I be really dorky and say the community? Like the community is my favorite feature. Like, I don't know. Like I know there's quests and I know that people say like, oh, the events and all that. I, I want to say that the community is my favorite feature because that's what really stuck me. Like that's really what glued me onto channel three because you have, you know, other bleh, uh, social media pages that are just super negative and want to just spew their opinions. But every single person I've interacted with on Channel 3 is really kind, positive, uh, passionate about video games. They've supported me and my music, which really actually boosted me to keep like not quitting music. But the community in of itself of Channel 3 is probably my favorite feature. It's what keeps me coming back to Channel 3, for sure. Dan, will you accept that answer? I accept, I accept all answers. I, abso- I absolutely <laughs> accept that answer. It's almost Thank like you. it's a place where you could talk about, you know, having a specific video game podcast dedicated to a series of video games that are popular and have been discussed elsewhere before. But, you know, hey, whatever. Sorry, man. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. And good. with that, 
with that, we've made it to the end of another What Are Your Three Podcasts. Thank you, Destroyer Grave, Caster Garden, Podcaster Extraordinaire, for being on the podcast with us. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast, dropping every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Ray Dan Tucker, puts this all together. And for our executive producer, Joel Willis, have a good day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>